0: Being a believer does not mean all of our questions and doubts are answered or gone in this fallen world. We continue to question and grapple with the brokenness in our lives and families, asking questions like, why does God seem silent? Why why isn't he answering my prayer? How can I know God's will? How do we handle brothers and sisters in the faith who vote differently than me? Mm -hmm. In the new book, 12 Truths and a Lie Answers to Life's Biggest Questions— Pastor, author, and apologist J.D. Greer tackles some of the most frequently asked questions he's received over the course of his ministry, and we're going to talk about it this morning. You hear J.D. every weeknight at 6 on Summit Live Radio, right here on Moody Radio Quad Cities. And good morning, J.D. Uh,
1: Deb, thank you so much for having me on. You know, one of the interesting things, I grew up early on in my my Christian walk, um being told listen you don't question you know if you start <laughs> questioning and asking questions then then your faith isn't very strong and and you're starting to step on the sovereignty of god you know on the toes there so don't do that <laughs> i love uh, it, i love the fact that that you're saying hey there are some questions there are some things that we can dig into i love that
2: yeah, you know, it sounds like you and I grew up in similar environments. Uh, one of the one of the things as a pastor that I've found people connected with me the most in is I, I think it was three or four years into my ministry where I just said, Look, I've struggled with this for years. I don't know if I've got a great answer for it. Here's how I'm working through it with the Bible. And rather than coming up and saying, I can't believe you're a pastor and you would have still have this kind of question, I just it, people were like, I asked that. Every day, and I've thought something's wrong with me, mm. and so over the years, that kind of morphed into a podcast I do called "Ask Me Anything," um, where essentially it's questions from our congregation, and it's grown a little, you know, a little larger than that now. And people send them in, and what you find is that people ask—I mean, everybody's got different questions, but they—they they ask, you know, in kind of different categories. And so I just took the twelve most frequently asked questions I get as a pastor, and they range from "How do I know God's will for my life?" to "How do I reconcile unanswered prayers and and the goodness of God?" Uh, or how, how can I know that I know that I know that I'm gonna go to heaven when I die? It ranges from all those different you know kinds of ones and just said, let's just talk about these and let's show where there's mystery and ambiguity and let's show where there's clarity.
0: Okay, spoiler alert, you have one lie. What's the one lie?
2: <laughs> well, actually, I was gonna get on you, Deb, because at the very beginning you kind of you kind of leaked it out there, which was you know I thought uh, which is perfect because I, I want people to know the lie straight up. And that is that the presence of these kinds of questions and doubts, Means that you're a bad Christian, or that there's something defective mm-hmm. with your faith. Good. Charles Spurgeon, you know, who was certainly uh, no um, unbeliever. Charles Spurgeon said that some of the the richest and most growing times of his life came through really intense seasons of doubt. And he said, you know, doubt is like a foot that's poised when you pick up your foot to go forwards or backwards. And he said, it's true, doubt can drive you backwards into unbelief. He said, but it's also true that you'll never really take. Steps forward until you pick up your foot, and God will induce times doubts in us so that because He wants us to press farther in to get to real truth and get out of the the kiddie pool.
1: And and asking questions, um, one of the things my mother always taught me is that truth, real truth, will always withstand questioning. It it it. it you know, you're not going to destroy the truth by questioning and asking and digging into it. Um, And so one of the things that I find is is just absolutely beautiful is the more that we dig, the more that we ask, the more we find out, and the more we realize there's more questions, more things to ask.
2: No, yeah, absolutely. In fact, it may surprise some of our our listeners. It it was a surprise to me that the majority of our Bibles was written by people um, in a season of doubt Questions of God: Why? Why isn't this happening? I mean, the Psalms—you you, you can not read. It felt like two thirds of the Psalms are are written with those kind of questions. Um, a lot of the the prophets are asking that God: If you really are this, and if you've said this, then why is my situation like this? Um, the disciples—the disciples are forever in the life of Jesus, saying, "Hey, if you got the power to heal, then then do it." Uh, the, you know, we're in the Christmas season right now, and what you've got is is Luke one and two is filled with stories of people that are are doubting, Mary and Joseph, and, and, and that was a comfort to me of saying that God actually puts His people in a place of doubt because mm. He wants them to wrestle and press into His promises and His goodness. Some things can only be known when you get out into the deeper waters, and, and that means asking honest questions.
0: So, J.D., what happens then for the so many people that we know that have deconstructed their
2: faith? Is it that they mm. don't
0: get— the answer they're looking for, or w- what happens there?
2: Yeah, so that's a, a it's a very appropriate, um, and I, I imagine a lot of people listening right now either know somebody that has deconstructed their faith. It's you know a little bit of a, a new kind of word and concept, um, or maybe maybe some of our listeners are right now struggling with that themselves. And you know what you see is that deconstruction is is honestly it's not an altogether bad process. Sometimes deconstruction happens when the superficialities of our faith meet the realities of the world. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it happens when you see that religion has been commandeered by people in power um, to, you know, preserve the status quo or or or, or used to manipulate and to oppress others. Uh, certainly, we have very painful chapters of Christian history where that has been has been the case. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of deconstruction is not bad. It, it's asking. It's acts, asking those those really sincere questions. Um and, and 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 you know I think what you find is that that the point of that is to get to a more pure faith. Jesus, you could argue he and both, Paul both deconstructed Judaism to get to the essence of what of what God's real covenant with people were. And so I, when I meet somebody that's in the midst of deconstruction, I want to encourage that on one level and say but the point the point of deconstructing is to get to the truth. C.S. Lewis had this famous statement in his book, The Abolition of Man, where he said, he said, the point of seeing through something is to see what's behind it. You don't just want to go seeing through things, you know, permanently, because then that's like not seeing at all. It's everything Mm -hmm. is invisible. He said, you want to see the truth. And so I hope that these questions will help Mm. people get beyond some of the myths and get to the truth. So
1: one of the things that has always kind of, been a burr in my side over the last i don't know a few years is the phrase well this is my truth and it's always seemed like it's <laughs> it's a bit of a rationalization of of i know this isn't exactly right or i know that it is contradictory to what other individuals say but this is my truth what how do you respond to that yeah.
2: Well, I mean, so again, being very charitable, I, when somebody means that as like something that's very personal to them or something they've learned through personal experience, you know, I'm not trying to, to, to assassinate their words, but a lot of times people mean that as if that truth, when it comes to things like God and what's right and wrong and the reality of, of evil in the world, they want to reduce that to a subjective personal preference. Mm-hmm. And that is, it actually goes back to a, a, the Enlightenment, Immanuel Kant, who wanted to say that all knowledge, all, you know, what he called knowledge of things beyond what we can see, touch, and smell, he said that, that that is just goes in the realm of preference. What God says is quite different, you know, that there is a God who establishes truth, that has created the world. And when it comes to things like, um, truth when it comes to things like gender, when it comes to things like um, the, the right ways to think about sexuality, um, when it comes to you know the right ways to think about violence. Um, he says there is a truth that God has established, and ultimately, it's not my truth or your truth. It's His truth, and we conform our lives to His truth and don't try to conform reality or truth to our preferences. Mm,
0: that's good. So what is a truth that you feel like the world really needs to hear. I know all of them; they need to hear. Right. But if if you can, maybe one or two that you say, these are especially critical right now in our world. What would they be?
2: Wow, that's great. Well, yeah, two come to mind. You know, right off the top of my head, one is that there really is um, nothing new under the sun. That God's God's character. Has fulfilled human aspirations in every generation, and it's also been countercultural in every generation. Mm, um, wow. We think we think that we're the first generation in history to be offended by the Bible. Um, <laughs> you know, <I> always tell <laughs> I always tell college students that is not true. The Bible's yeah. been a, a Bible is an equal opportunity offender. It's offended everybody everywhere, which is what we'd expect if it really comes from from God mm-hmm. and what I want them you know what I want people to see is that is that in the midst of these challenges that sometimes go against the grain and of our culture um, Bible writers uh, biblical saints found reasons to believe not because of the right explanation but because of revelation because of, mm-hmm. of what they saw about who God was and the miracles that Jesus came with the resurrection so that would be one is that is that there really is a bedrock for truth. In the midst of all this uncertainty, there really is something that has stood the test of time that has both fulfilled our deepest longings and confronted us at at, at some of sometimes our. Our deepest um, desires. It has it has done both, and it is it is still true today. The second one would probably be more practical, and that is just when it comes to one of the most confused things right now in our culture: gender and sexuality. The Bible speaks with clarity, not because it's down on these things, but because it's extremely positive about these things. You know, it's it realizes that who we are as um, as gendered people, as people that you know, sexuality is a big part of of who we are. That That's the place of of our enemy's greatest attack. It's the place of greatest brokenness, and it's also the place where we can experience um, the gospel and the beauty of God. And to say this is an anchor point for you, and 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 if you're confused about this, God has good news. It's not oppressive news. It's not captivate you know news that will keep you captive. It is news that will set you free, and uh, it's good news. And so come to it.
0: Amen.
1: The book is twelve truths and a lie, and it is a fantastic resource if you've been struggling with you know whether or not you can or should be asking questions, and and how to how to approach it in a in a respectful and biblical stance. Thank you uh, for for putting this book together. How do we get a hold of it? Yeah, well,
2: just my easiest place is go to my website jdgreer.com, and you can find all the the resources there.